Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you're listening to episode 153. Welcome to the show. Okay, a really common question I get about Kickstarter is the video. How important is the video? How long should the video be? What should be in the video? Okay, first of all, the video, some people, I've seen research out there that says 85% of all projects out there have a video, successful projects, and 85% of those that don't succeed don't have a video. What, some, I don't know, I'm, I can't remember. Here's my, here's the thing. You don't necessarily need a video. If you're worried about how you're gonna look or how you sound, you're not comfortable, you don't have to do a video. You will fund without a video, okay? What does the video do? The video helps set the tone. It conveys the energy and the passion and the interest but you should never put in your video critical information that you need people to remember. That's not the way they, they process information. Your video needs to be 60 to 90 seconds, 180 seconds, which is three minutes, if you're doing math, max. And in that video, in the first 30 seconds, because that's all you're gonna get, why, if, if you want to, why are you doing this project and what's, you know, what, what, do you, what do you want from the backers? Watch a lot of projects. Watch their videos. Now, don't be overwhelmed by, wow, they did a professional job. It's okay. Take your iPhone or your, um, your Android. Put it on a little pedestal. Put it in front of you. Make the lighting look good. I'm going to have Cam and Randall come back on the show. We've talked early. A couple of years ago, we talked in, early in the, in the show about the right ways to do lighting and sound. Look, crappy lighting can be overcome with great sound. Great lighting cannot overcome crappy sound. You need to go get the sound right. Don't sit in your living room with that big cavernous room above you, uh, ceiling above you, and shoot the video where it just it sounds like you're sitting in your bathroom or something. Uh, speaking of, go in your closet. If you're going to do audio, like you're going to do a voiceover, go in your closet because those clothes, they just absorb that sound and they make it sit, sound wonderful. Don't stress about the video. Do the video. You don't need to do it even first. You can get your Kickstarter project approved without a video. Then you can go to somebody and ask for advice. There you go. That's my advice about video. Now, let's go talk to our guest. My next guest is someone I met brief. Well, I met him. He was the last member of his family that I met. I was at the World Board Gaming Championships in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in July, and I was buying a Coke. And as I was buying a Coke at the Coke machine, a beautiful absolutely beautiful little girl, um, probably about, I'm going to guess, and he's going to tell me here in just a minute, I'm going to guess uh, about 18 months old, was banging on the Coke machine. Give me a Coke. Give me a Coke. Um, eight months. I'm going to say she was eight months. And uh, she just captured my heart. Now, my listeners, you guys know that I have five daughters, and I was smitten. And uh, mom was sitting right there, and so I got to talking to mom, and uh, mom invited me to come see their game that her and her husband had brought to the World Board Gaming Championship that they were showing off, and that was a Kickstarter project. Well, how can you turn down a uh, beautiful little girl named Zelda? And so Zelda and Mom took me up and uh, showed me the game, and I got to meet Dad. So I've invited Dad to join us on the show. His name's Kevin McCarthy, and the game is called Bocce Dice. Kevin, thanks for joining me on the show. Hey, Richard. Thanks a lot for having me. How old Zelda? She's 10 months now. 10 months. So I knew 18 was way too long, so I came back at 8. 
Uh, yeah, I'm getting old. Uh, grandkids, I think, are going to start showing up here pretty soon. I hope not. My kids don't listen. My oldest daughters don't listen to this anyway. So, they, they well, it's got to be fun. Grandkids, yeah, get all the good part without without the tough. That's tough right. Part. Well, after five daughters, I've had enough of the tough. Um, <laughs> Twenty years of diapers, I had enough of that. So let's talk. Let's talk about bocce dice because I got to see it. Intrigued by it. Fun game. You were at your. You told me that you brought it to the World Board Gaming Championship. So tell people a little bit about the game. Yeah, bocce dice is. Uh, it's a a game where you, uh, it's a dexterity game where you're using dice physically. So um, there's target areas on the, the playing mat, and you take turns tossing dice back and forth uh, between the two sides. So um, what what makes it really great is that the points aren't added up until the end of the round, so you can use your dice offensively to score more points, or you can make a defensive shot knocking your opponent's dice out of the way. Um, or you can take a shot that, tries to achieve both of those at once. So, you know, it's somewhat like bocce in that you're using, you're throwing something physically towards a target area. But, um, you know, it, it has a lot more, um, it has some randomness, but also a lot of strategy involved um, with the defensive opportunities. And it uh, it plays well, in like in a crowd, like at the, at the World Board Gaming Championships, it was easy for people to walk up and just play. Yeah, it's definitely a, a simple game. You know, at World Board Gaming Championships, there was a lot of really deep strategy games, and Bocce Dice, you know, stood out from that in a way. Um, but I think people enjoyed having a break sometimes, come over. You can learn it in, you know, five minutes, play it in another ten minutes, and, you know, get the full experience. Um, so people were coming up, you know, one after another, and I'll have – I'll teach the game to someone and then turn around and teach it to their friend five minutes later. So. Yeah, they teach it That's right. They just it just becomes kind of viral in that nature that they just it's really simple. And you've introduced, I think, some uh, some uh, you said drinking rules as well. Yeah, um, well, it's for the uh, for the different rules, what I'm trying to do is to um, encourage sort of a community to build up and and for people to share their ideas for house rules. So when I've been playtesting the game with all different people, you know, I, I always start with the basic game, but immediately people start thinking of their own ideas of how it could be tweaked. And we often, you know, we'll play the basic game, then we'll try their idea, we'll try some other house rules that I've used. And um, that's a big part of the fun of it. It's just, it's a simple framework that is easily, you know, adaptable to different different versions, different variants. Um, so I'm trying to encourage everyone to come up with their own ideas and, and share them on my, my website, bocchidicegame.com. Bocce and, and for those who are uh, bocce challenged, bocce is spelled B as in boy, O-C-C-E. So bocchichallenge.com, is that what you said? Bocchidicegame.com. I, I got challenged, bocchidicegame.com. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. So, all right, so bocchidicegame.com. Now, the project is about to end. So is that where they can go if they miss the Kickstarter project? That's where they can go and get the game? Yes. Okay, so you launched this project. How long did you run the project for, the Kickstarter project? Uh, five weeks. Five weeks. Uh, so that's, what, 40, 40 35. 35 days? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, don't do math live <laughs> on the air. And um, – at the time of the recording that we were doing this, you were about sixty, about thirty-three dollars short of your funding goal. But miracle of miracles, something happened in the last five minutes, and you just hit your goal. 
Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Woohoo. So, yes, I went out. I, I wanted to be the one. So I feel privileged. I, I pushed you over the top. So you funded $3,000 to make so this much. game. You're welcome. That's just fun to be able to be the person to do that as we're recording. That was kind of cool. Um, it's it's wonderful. You know, th- this project has been um, a long time, and, and it's, you know, more work than I ever envisioned going through the Kickstarter process. You know, it um, – you know, it keeps. I keep one-upping it. You know, you get, and then you start making the website. And you try to keep it all in sync, and, it, and it's a lot more than um, than maybe I was initially planning for. Um, but you know, what's carried me through is how much I love the game, and um, you know, just making it better. And you know, with the Kickstarter, with the with the funding, you know, we'll be able to order. Um, you know, these quality components and, and ship them out to people, and. Uh, you know, I'll be able to, um, you know, get reimbursed for the prototypes and things that I've got, and I'll have a couple, a little bit of inventory left to show it off to publishers, and um, I'm really excited to have it funded. Now, that's interesting because in your case, you chose the route of not, I guess, choosing a route to not do something isn't chosen, whatever. You decided to not become a full-blown publisher of your own. You, you don't have your own game company. You just you just wanted to make this game, and now you're looking for someone. If somebody's out there and interested, you're you're more than willing to have them pick it up and become a publisher, official publisher of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started out with a game idea. You know, I I went away on a long weekend uh, over New Year's with a bunch of friends, and we had some dice from another game, and um, I was trying to come up with other dice games. Uh, I just decided that was a project that would be fun for us. And uh, this, you know, one of them that I came up with was the the basis for bocce dice. And um, you know, we started out we were rolling dice on the rug into a target area on the rug, and you know, just by tweaking it, um, I came up with the, the uh, this table version, which is really great. It's just portable, and like I said, with the way the layout, uh, the unique layout, really gives you a lot of defensive opportunities. So you know, if you like. If you like bocce, but you, you know you wish you could do a little bit more, you know, strategy and defense, then you'll you'll really enjoy it. So um, I keep playing with different friends, and people just kept telling me I should get it out into the world. So I didn't know what else to do other than take it to Kickstarter. And now that doesn't mean I, I'm going to be a game publisher, but um, it's great that Kickstarter is out there to allow me to, you know, get to this point where I've got enough. Uh, volume that it's reasonable for me to to produce the game and, and send it out to people. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the volume and talk about your journey because you're not approaching this as a game company. You just you're just a guy, and you're just a guy who wanted to make a game. So um, you made a comment to me earlier before we st- uh, started the show, and that is, so how did how are you doing? For f- Tell me the process that you went through to manufacture this game and how you're doing fulfillment because you're doing something slightly – it's not totally unique, but it's not, it's not co- common either. So tell me this. You know what I'm saying about the components, where they're coming from, where you're having yeah. them shipped to? Yeah, tell me about that. Okay. So um, so like I said, I, I had started out with uh, target areas on the rug, and then I realized you know, it needs to be something portable and um, – you know, I didn't want to do like a folding board um, because of that has a kind of a minimum size, and then also just the noise. And I just think it's not, you know, the nicest surface for for dice. Um, 
for for something where it really matters how the dice bounce. Um, so I, I came up with the idea of using this sort of um, you know rolling kind of mouse pad material, and you know you're able to get that customized with your own artwork pretty easily. So what, okay, um, what do you mean? How, so for yeah, my, list, so, my listeners so, are like, well, easy for you, but what are you talking about? Sure. So, um, you know, there's various websites where you can go and, and create, um, you know, custom mouse pads or, um, you know, um, drink koozies or whatever for promotional purposes. Right. Um, and so I, I went to, you know, around to different ones looking for, um, you know, what my options were. I, ch- I started out trying um, basically a blank mat and making my own surface, um, you know, using um, – well, for testing purposes, just drawing different lines on the mat just for testing. And then I started using actually um, iron-on transfers. I don't know if you've ever used those. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, it comes out looking pretty good, but, of course, that's little labor intense. little labor-intensive, yeah. Good for, yeah. <laughs> good for me and my, you know, my own personal prototype. But, uh, you know, to make it a real thing, you know, I, I, I wanted to go, you know, make it really pop and professional-looking so um yeah, I've gone to this, you know, basically mouse pad um, printed with the artwork that I created myself. Um, so let's talk about you, you. You've used that term a couple of times, mouse pad. This isn't so people in their head are going to think, "Wow, how can you play this game on a mouse pad?" You're, yeah. When you refer to a mouse pad, you're only referring to the the material, not the dimensions. Correct. Yeah, it's eleven by seventeen. Um, so that's that's pretty large, if you can imagine, um, or a foot by a foot and a half. Um, so trying to think it, it's, um, so it's 11 by 17. People can understand that. And so you've got this yeah. 11 by 17 mat that is made out of this spongy, uh, mouse pad material. And then you've mm-hmm. got your, uh, artwork on top of it. Okay. So, so you right. found a place to be able to supply those. Right. So, um, and, and what's great about those is that you can roll them up. So, you know, it becomes very compact. Um, basically, you roll it up and, and you um, put the dice in, in the, you know, gap in the middle of the, the rolled up mat. And so what I'm doing for the Kickstarter is I'm putting these mats um, into a, a clear tube, um, which really looks sharp with the name of the game showing through the tube. And, um, you know, it's it's the kind of thing you can fit in a jacket pocket or, you know, in your uh, glove compartment. So it's, it's really nice and portable. Wow. So it's a lot – because when I saw it, I guess I didn't see it rolled up. It looks bigger. But, yeah, now that you're talking about it, yeah, it's like a rolled up piece of paper, um, a little bigger. Um, and then the dice. How did you source your dice? Um, I've tried a few different dice. In fact, when we were at the World Board Gaming Championships, I, I went down to the vendor there, and I found some more different types that I hadn't found different sizes. And actually, just today, um, I, I posted some stretch goals. So now that we just hit our – our goal, um, I put these stretch goals out there, and what what I'm asking um, for your help with here is to try to get some additional different dice included in the game. So like I was talking about before, um, one of the great things about the game is how much you can create your own rules or just tr- try different variants. And the one thing that I've done before that really can help that, that you know, create your, that creative juices flow is using different size dice. So um, in these, these stretch goals, 
we've got two different stretch goals. The first one being um, you get two two dice for each team, two additional dice, one monster die and one 12-sided die. So you can imagine how, you know, when you have this really jumbo die, um, you can do some real defensive uh, damage with those. You know, any, any regular die that it hits into pretty much um, get pushed out of the way much more easily. And the 12-sided die, you could get, you know, higher higher points with that. Um, but it has a little different feel to it, a little harder or different to control where it ends up. So that really is going to be interesting. And then the second stretch goal is these tiny dice. So there's actually a medium size, and they're going to be rounded, um, and then these really tiny dice. And so we've just had a lot of fun trying different combinations so, you know, maybe each player gets three tiny dice and one regular and one large. And um, Or when I've played with uh, beginners, sometimes I'll use the smaller dice to kind of um, handicap it and make it a closer match. So this is going to give people a lot of different options. And, um, you know, these, the great thing about the game is, you know, the dice, the mat, the, the tube and the instructions and the, the scoreboard tokens really the only components. So that's why I was able to do it with, you know, a relatively low campaign goal. And these additional dice will also, you know, be very achievable. Well, it's cool because you have. You really focused on delivering what the minimum, I call it the MVP, the minimal viable product. Not that you're cutting corners or skimping, but that you just, you nailed this thing and said, this is the essence of the game. And and now with three thousand dollars, you should be able to easily hit your uh, your manufacturing, get it out there. So this is exciting. I'm glad I got to be part of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did too. It was nice meeting you. And this, you know, uh, doing radio talk or podcast isn't uh, something I've done a lot of. So you're a natural for me, <laughs> Kevin. You're a natural. Next time we're gonna have Zelda. My on. Best. You're gonna have Zelda on because she was awesome. <laughs> she, she doesn't talk, but she was awesome. She wanted that Coke, man. She was pounding she, on that Coke machine. Yeah, if you get her in the right mood, she'll talk. Now, she's not making a lot of sense, but she will talk to her. <laughs> well, I didn't make a lot of sense back to her either, so I think that's why she enjoyed talking to me. It was just a lot of uh, funny sounds. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you taking a few minutes late at night here um, to kind of talk about your project and to share with some people how you got to this stage because you just kind of shown you don't have to get complex. It doesn't have to go crazy. You can actually do this on a fairly small budget um, and just local sourcing. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, I was saying before, you know, it's still a big, big project, but it's it's so great that Kickstarter's out there and you can do this kind of thing. I mean, you know, I can now say that I created a game and I, and I got it out there, so it's really exciting. That is. That's kind of that's that is kind of cool. Not a whole lot of people have done that. So thanks again for being on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. My guest has been Kevin McCarthy. We have been talking about Bocce Dice, a game that uh, I saw at the World Board Gaming Championships in July in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and that Kevin and his wife uh, and his daughter were more than happy to share with me. And I was so intrigued, I asked them to come back on the show. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring, kind of cool. Uh, what Kevin did, that uh, he was able to do something so easily uh, and so simple. So hopefully it inspires you to realize that it's not complex and that uh, your dream can be put out on Kickstarter and we can help you fund it. That's what we're looking for. Thanks for listening. Take care.